Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How are you? How are you doing? I'm very fine, alhamdulillah. Uh, finally. <laughs> finally. Finally, we have a second episode. And finally, the second episode has started. Yes. Because, because last week, last week, I don't even know. Okay, last week we would have been giving the audience Nigerian um Fuji music vibe. <laughs> because because of the one bed going on in your area, you know. Right? Yes. That would have been it would have been a lot of us you and I don't know that I, I would have minded the audience. Like you would have been background music, but you have decided you are being, you decided that day that you do not want our audience to listen to us here in this. So I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was background noise that wasn't making any sense actually. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you, as you mean our audience were not the younger demographic, the older demographic jammed to those ones. I mean, uh... I was not there. But I remember that I remember because I was I was with um someone older, and then I remember that she was talking and she was saying that um she like you know how I and I saw this I saw this study actually recently that they said that the songs you used to listen to in high school stay with you longer than any other type of song, and then it's like it brings back nostalgic memories. And so she was saying that when she was listening to the songs, it's not like as if she listens to songs, but she finds that a- along the way, she, when she's distracted, she'll be dancing to the song that I was playing outside. But I could not relate, because in my mind, I'm like, what's in the old, this man is just basically talking, is going on. But then I'm like, I, I cannot really blame anybody. So that's why I said the older generation would have jammed to it. For me, the whole thing was just sounding like, a lot of things that I don't even know. It's just man talking, and I think it was like a funeral party, and yeah. so I was thinking about the mother that has gone and stuff like that. A lot of things I really do not care for. Anyway, let's let's get into the let's yeah, get into the episode. I think that thing you said about um like the song you the past replaying in your in your head when you're not even listening to them is true. Because mm-hmm. when I was in pedigree, I pedigree, so there was this friend of mine. I there was a boy I met in Abuja. Name is Femi. I don't know where he said. So there was this song that he used to sing back then. He used to sing Lego House. I think by Ed Sheeran. So these days I don't even I don't even care about music. Music that but subconsciously I find this. Like replaying in my head. It's like some days you wake up with the soundtrack in your head and you're wondering, what is this about? Yeah, I know, right? I know. I, know. I, I think I think for for Muslims is I think it's actually it's like one of those things that you just realize that you kind of realize that it's a trial at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. something that you're listening to is not something that you're actively going for, but then it's like your environment. I remember that somebody was asking me recently if I listen to music. And I was like, no, but you kind of end up in secondary intention type of situation. So now there's like Instagram reels and that's what you're going to be listening to. 
Um, and then if you play the sound, there's most likely a song in the background, even if the person is talking, there's that. There's also just like walking on the road. There's also going to a restaurant. In fact, if you if you go to Nigerian restaurants, a lot of Nigerian restaurants always have songs in the background. So if you are there, there for like 30 minutes to one hour, just know that they've sent you home with knowing whatever new song is, is around. And then by the time you know it from the restaurant and you go to work, someone is probably listening to something. And so it's a whole thing in and of itself. And you just kind of had to be very, very conscious about not filling up your mind with something that you really don't want to be in your mind. It's, it's a whole thing. And it's like one of, one of the peculiarities of our generation or even generations that, that came before when it comes to things like that. Um, let's see. This is like our first podcast in six months to, since we did the reflecting on 2021. Ah, I know, right? And I feel like life, a lot of life has changed, especially for you. I feel like my, <laughs> and for me, I think I was transitioning at that point. Um, but now it's like my life has basically been almost the same since the beginning of the year, but yours has been different. A lot has happened, actually. <laughs> How does that feel for you? Mine my, my, has been seven months since we recorded our podcast. I hope you yeah. know that. It's, yeah, no, I, we recorded it in December, I think. Yeah. And this is July. Yeah, it's over six so, Yeah, so it's a long time. It has been a while. It's a I was, while, I was alive. I have changed. I, I have moved from the last place I recorded. I have been, like I said, a new job. Yeah. I I basically just like I've I've been out and about like since that time. So it's it's a lot. A lot has happened. Like, um, but then I'm, there are things I'm proud of. I think that I probably need to state that. Like, um, let's see. Like moving for moving into my the accommodation provided by my job. I think that that has that was a big deal. Yeah. Because this is like the, one of the first few spaces that has been mine and mine alone. I know that. Right. And um, it feels good like to wake up in the morning and make breakfast and not have to worry about somebody else's breakfast. This is what, one of the things that I talked about as elderly people's problems, like elderly single women's problems where you, feel, you think that taking, not taking care of anybody is like a luxury. Um, <laughs> yes. So I don't have to take care of anybody apart from myself. I feel like it's selfish, but I don't really care because I like it. <laughs> then, I mean, one of my goals at the beginning of the year also was just to probably like, I wanted to live every day like the best day of my life yeah sure yeah good that was one of the things that i was really i was really really intent about so i consciously like you know thought about what i wanted my days to look like i wanted them to be very chill very laid back no stress i wanted to go to the gym i wanted to um go out more um i wanted to you know, meet people more. Those were things that I really wanted to do. 
And I found that because I, those were, I didn't really have, you know, all these weird aspire to perspire so that you can respire kind of um, goals for the year. My goal was just to do the barest minimum. I feel like this is the first time that, you know, when you set your New Year's, New Year's resolution and you are keeping up with it, this is the first time it is happening that I'm having a very low, low maintenance but high finance demanding type of year. Because it's also very expensive to live in paid back life. It's way more expensive than people think. <laughs> but it has been fun. It, it has been really fun. Like I've got I've I've had the opportunity to sleep over at my friend's house. It felt like my inner child was healing because we didn't used to sleep over at anybody's house when we were younger. And my dad's like, you are not going anywhere. So that that happened. I, you know, went candle making. I've gone to different restaurants, spent my hard-earned money on food that I probably took at home, but that's not the point. You know, just, <laughs> just don't stop. You know, on, on certain mornings, I then burn the candle that I made at the candle-making event, and I'm making pancakes, and I'm feeling cold. You know, rain is falling. I just feel, I feel like all those vlogs that you watch on YouTube or Instagram, yeah, that have like background music that we we're just talking about a few minutes ago. I feel like that's my life a lot of times, and yeah. also it does have its downside. Its downside is the fact that we don't realize how we are so used to doing stuff. You get yeah. it's like there's that capitalist drive to be achieving something, to be doing something, and if you're not doing something, you feel like there's no purpose. Yes, that you are failing at something or you are not meeting a particular standard. And it's a lie. Let's let's just be clear. It's a whole ass lie. Because our ancestors did not do anything that's that dramatic. All they did was go to the farm, rear children and all whatnot. Nobody was aspiring to be perspiring at this point. And so you kind of had to, it's hard. And for me, who before now, like I used to say, I was a very, you know, very goal-oriented. I didn't even know what I was chasing, but I was goal-oriented. And we had the same thing. We the same thing in that. In that ambitious. I don't know who sends me. You know, all these types of things. <laughs> and then to move from that to say, you know what? I don't want to waste my energy on things that don't even that I don't even like, for the most part. But then it's been good. But it's been hard in that sense where like those old um old things just creep into your mind and you're like, ah, happy am I wasting away my youth or something? <laughs> something. <laughs> but I've just I've decided that when, when it comes up, I just ask myself, like, are you do you feel okay? Is there anything wrong with you in the moment? And if I'm able to say, you know, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong with me in the moment, I'm able to eat well, I'm going to work. I'm doing just what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm fine. The rest of it, the world will figure itself out. And eventually, if I find something that I want to pursue with an aspire to aspire energy, I definitely will. But for now, it's like there's nothing, and I don't want to just be, you know, running on a treadmill and thinking that I'm going somewhere. So yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Quick life updates. I don't even think it was. I really gave specific. <laughs> but you guys know the gist of it. My whole so, updates. Oh. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> uh, 
okay, most people don't know this, but I'm actually a very, very simple, laid back girl. But I think people don't see me that way. Maybe, maybe. So I kind of very simple. Like, so after the whole reflection of episode last week, this year started a little bit rough for me because I had COVID for the second time. And um, I think I got the COVID on the bus. And do I regret getting the COVID on the bus? No. Because, <laughs> because the fact that I gave me COVID on the bus, I mean, it's not one of my best friends yet. Also, you know the person that gave you COVID. Yeah, I know. I know the person that gave me COVID. On the, oh, wow. the thing is, it was actually trying to be nice. <laughs> it was trying to be nice because I was on the bus. And then uh, when I got to my stop, so I stood up. I wanted to like come down to the bus. So I forgot my purse. Oh. So what he did was like, was like, oh, hello, forgot your purse. So he gave me the purse. So that moment of over, handing over my purse to me. I got the COVID. So. And then the COVID just, you know, sprinkled COVID on your head like salt bay. <laughs> so, um, do I have regrets? Do I have any regret about that? I don't. Um, I mean, it has been, it, it has been a lot of poster for me. Easier. Uh, I lost the transition job I was doing. Um, I am. It's at some point I was depressed because I I felt this sense of I wasn't achieving anything in my life. My life was just stagnant. Yeah. So I, I called Mayam a couple of times. So we spoke. But I was like, no, don't don't be like that. No. <laughs> Hey, I don't know. As in, I feel like anybody who is feeling the need to achieve anything, if they speak to me this year, they will not achieve. They will, they will not achieve anything. They'll be happy not achieving anything because this this is my year of discovering that that whole achievement thing is a lie. I think, to be honest, yeah, yeah. So, so me, I was most of the time I was now. So I don't even think about any podcast or anything. So a lot happened this day. A lot happened from me trying to look for the job, me getting locked outside. <laughs> Man, I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> to get yeah. Locked, I think I should take. I think I should tell the story. Or what do you think? We should probably have a. We should probably have a story time. Like we should have a. Um, <clears throat> we should have a. A separate episode that has you just talking about some of the stories that you've experienced in the world. I, I think that that would be a fun episode. I, I can't wait to laugh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I think I think that it would, it would definitely be nice. And sincerely, I feel like we need to tell this because most people, most most people are always when when like when their friend or their family member travel abroad. Yeah, very very unreasonable because see, see it's not easy living your life and moving to another. So yeah. there's a lot. There's always a lot happening. Culture shock. You trying to like oh your place. See, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. So like it's very very sensitive 
feel like because you're trying to travel and they're not calling you or for the first two years, they're already proving them very, very shallow. That's actually quite an interesting thing. I think it's, it's because people think that somehow, and I think we, I don't know if we had this conversation, I don't think I've had it with you, but I had it with my friend, is that one of the things that's waiting to, like, because I, just the backstory for everyone, I've also been trying to travel, but that's not really been happening. Ah, uh, Maya, um, pack your bags, oh. See, pack your bags. I can feel it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so one of the things I learned in waiting and just, you know, being part of the community of people that be online and, talk, and thinking about traveling and always, like, being on your mind, really. One of those things that has that has come to me after like after waiting for about two two plus or almost three years at this point is that if traveling abroad is not a better life i think that's it is a lie it's calm don't 100 do not recommend you to think that you're going for a better life i think that that is one thing that people don't realize and i'll explain when you you're living Say you're living in whatever country that you're living in, and that's that has been your home. You've been here for many years of your life. You know what it is like to be here. Even if it is the actual trenches, you know the in and out of the trenches. And so either way, it's now your home. I think it's absurd for you to think that you would move from a place you know to a place you don't know, and all of a sudden you are supposed to be getting a better life. Now, if you were moved from somewhere like Nigeria to the UK, it's still quite similar. Because at least if we were colonized by them, we do a lot of things I like think, them. I think UK is worse. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about culture-wise. I'm talking about like there's there's certain systems that you would just be used to just because they colonized us. It's not a I don't know how to explain it to you, but there are certain things that are not so different. But moving to the like US, US, Canada, it's a whole ass system that doesn't look like anything that you are Bruh. used to. Bruh. It is not like anything you are used to. At least it will rain in, in the UK. It doesn't probably mean that much in Canada. It snows no, like this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. It actually rains, but half the time. And when it's raining, I don't even know it's raining outside. It's raining heavily outside. Because it's just a whole different vibe. And and so the idea that all of a sudden you just get a better life because you are going, I think it's a very wrong way to look at it. It would be better to look at it more like a different life. So you, you're experiencing something different. You're experiencing something new. And new things have growing. I think the best way, the pe- the best mindset to have when, like, uh, in this issue is that if you if you're traveling out, just uh, just see it as this point, like, just see it from this point of view that whatever thing you achieved while you move out is like you have been destined to achieve it. So even if you had stayed back, you achieved it. Exactly. And if you have not been destined to achieve some things, even if you travel out, you won't be able to achieve it. Is. Do you understand? Like, I feel like using people are so sad that they've not been able to go so, anywhere. So because they I think just, that there's something waiting for them there. Yeah. And I just feel like 
uh, we, because my main reason for saying this is because at the end of the day, the pen has been the pen has been lifted. Yes, the pages are right. but, You know what? Let me give you context, right? Let me give you context to what you just said. Yeah. I remember there was a morning I woke up and I I looked around the room I currently stay in and I was like, if I had traveled when I thought I wanted to travel, this mm. would have been the type of room I would have been in. Like I wanted, I remember that in like throughout like 2020 during the pandemic, <laughs> I remember that it was a whole thing. Like it was my, my pastime was checking Kijiji for apartments. That's all I was doing for studio apartments in Canada. Like Maya, you, you were really passionate about this thing. I was, I was at some point. I, I was not. I, I didn't now. Ma'am, I didn't yeah. know anything. I know that there was a time, I think I was having my extra year in Hoyu. So there yeah. was a program there that I think them, them Rashida and Khadija, like they, they in, in, in maintenance, in one hall maintenance. So you came yeah. to speak. Yeah. No, it, I think it happened in uh, Central Mosque. So you came yeah. to speak. Yes. So, so you came to speak from Central Mosque to maintenance. But you were having the, like your your speech, like your listening in 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 Central Mosque. Then after the oh, oh presentation, after your presentation, so he came to sit beside me, and I was telling you about how I don't want to travel <laughs> because of oh, let's not mention that <laughs> I just didn't want to travel because of oh, because of something, something, something like that. And I was like, are you stupid? What is yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, see, I'm, at the end of the day, I hate to think that I'm pragmatic, but I'm very pragmatic. As I, I don't like rubbish. Like, I like people having the correct motivations for things. So, like, I'm not going to say don't travel. But, or, or stay where you are. But at least, let the reason be something that like years from now, when you look back at it, you will not feel ridiculous for it. That's my you know, If I had not, I would have actually felt ridiculous. Like, oh my, what's the point? I, you, I, I would have felt like that. I would have felt that way for sure, for sure. Because imagine, imagine me, because my, my, I, in my mind, I, I, I just didn't want to. I just feel like, no, I should, I was really, really prepared. You know, right? I think, yeah, I think that one of the things that I, I even knew about you at that time is that you have so much like family support, and so for me, I'm like, I, I, I hate it when opportunities are wasting to pay my body. And so I think that that was what he was. It was like, look at this girl. I think at also at that time, like I knew that if I wanted to travel, this was when I like guys. This was when I was like deep into the whole thing. Now I really could not care less, but um. <laughs> Uh, at the time, I was like, look at this girl. Like, people are ready to support you. And then me in the trenches, nobody is really going to answer me. And then there's going to be this girl. She's talking in the I, I don't think I really want to go. What? Hey. Hey. That, as in, I don't know, Sha. I don't know. Like, don't, my own is this. Like, she, like Mariam already like, said it even more clearly. Do not think that there's anything that wants to happen for you out there that cannot happen for you at home. And so, say for instance, the apartment thing I was talking about, like I was always there, you know, putting a filter on how much I could afford, 
putting a filter on whether they have party space or not. It was a whole thing in the year 2020. And no, I was, I was, in fact, I used to go and check other places to see the kinds of fixtures I wanted to put in the house. I was following interior decoration channels. It was a whole thing in 2020. And, and so I woke up in 2022, right, still in Nigeria. And I looked at my room, like my current room, and I was like, this is probably what my room in Canada would have looked like. And so I realized more deeply what she said is that there's nothing that wants to happen for you anywhere outside that cannot happen for, happen for you. And another thing is, no matter how much support you have, no matter how much money you have, see, if Allah has not called, if Allah has not dead, you'll be there, you'll not be there. You'll not be there, oh. And, you will not be- and the real case is mine. I was, I was prepared to remain in the trench. <laughs> <laughs> for so many weird reasons okay there were no weird reasons actually no I am and at, the point, at, at the time they probably would have been no, like, no, no, no this is the thing I think my major concern was that I had never been that far away from my parents so I, I didn't want a situation where I go for something that happened and I won't be able to like have like 22 hours flight and it's not like I can I can get a flight immediately, right? Yeah. So that was one of my major concerns, actually, because I didn't want a situation whereby something can happen and I can't just, you know, in a, all I have to do is, you know, get in a car and go up to, to check what's going on. But yeah, I'll just have to deal with the anxiety, just be gasping. Okay, what could be wrong? What's going on? Uh, if I can't, like, if I can't reach my parents for like three hours, three hours, or my siblings in three hours, I'm worried. What's going on? Uh, what what is happening? You know, praying for Allah, please. Is everything? everything be okay? So it's it's kind of like the anxiety being a family person. And yeah, you you very much you value your family a lot. Yeah, and the fact that. Like our family is kind of very close. We are we very close, so we do things together. So yeah. it gives me like the anxiety is always much. Let me give you let me give you an example. There was a day I think it was it was it was around eleven p.m. in Canada. So someone had just sent me because I I did not watch the news that day. I did not read anything about the computer that day. Someone sent me a message on WhatsApp that. He heard that something happened, like maybe, maybe a natural disaster, or maybe an earthquake, or something happened in New York. Yeah, he had been trying to call my brother, and he had not been picking. Oh wow! That was how I started calling my brother. He was not picking. Hey, lunch, I know. So I was, I was calling. His phone switched off. My, in that, like, I kept calling. Phone was not. Really he was not picking. At some point, I was frustrated. I had to call my parents. I had to hear from my brother. They were like, the last time they heard from me, that they've not heard about me in the last four hours. Now that they were also calling me. Mariam, trust me, we called all through the night. We not sleep. He did not pick up the call until 6 a.m. in the morning. I think 6 a.m. So when he picked wow. the call, he was like, oh, uh, 
thankfully did not get to him. Ah, he was because he wanted to have a good night's sleep. He put his phone on silent. <laughs> I can imagine that he was close by. You people, all of you were driven to where he was to draw slippers. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, okay, that's 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 about. But yeah, it, but this is fine. Yeah, because. See, it is the whole anxiety thing when you're far away from your family. It, it's more yeah. the moment you hear anything is happening around them like this, like, hey, God, yeah, God, please, yeah. God, please help me. And let me now give you another example. I think it was two weeks ago. So I read something on, on a group that some, some talks were fighting around my our last born younger brother's school. So they were fighting and it was getting deadly. So nobody grew up. And at the time, my younger brother was in school. So immediately I saw it on another group. I forwarded to our family WhatsApp group. And immediately I'm like, Oye, Oye, and Oye was at home then. So I told Oye that Oye should not go out. No matter what happens, I know you're worried about him to go out. Uh, Oye that is in school and like she's, you know, she's a medical student, so loud tech is around that place. I told her that she should also stay there. She should not go out. So I told her that, like, if you can just call the school and tell them that the boy must not go out. So we were all very worried about alhamdulillah, everything went well. So I think it's more of the whole anxiety thing for me because I don't know what's going on. It's what yeah. it's on the phone. Like, I, I, I can't be physically present to see how things are going so it was more of that for me. So that kind of threw me off. Like it kind of scared me. Like I don't want to do this. But like I said, yeah. like I said, yeah. I like um, what may I just like my journey to this place? I've just been like, see, that's been destined. Me. Yeah. Because a lot of things have been happening. Like see, just I just had to like accept it at this point, and that's why I've been accepting it. Yeah. I was going to say that, I, like every other endeavor, like that you start that you've never done before. What one thing that you would learn is that you are going to be like very. And what you, when you were speaking, what came to my mind was tawakul. It's like you can you have to be able to rely on Allah, and it's that thing where you kind of think about it. Like even if you were physically present, you could still be very handicapped. You can have all the money in the world and it will still not do anything. You can be there all you want. It would still not do anything. Like, th- there's a certain level of tawakul that you would learn in anything that you have to do. It's like, um, even as you are in Canada and life has been happening to you in different ways, you will cry, you'll be angry, you'll be sad, but you still got you will go and beg. And <laughs> I've been telling my <laughs> See, my, I'm not, my best friend. My, like my, my mantra is God are big. Maya, Maya, see, that's yeah. the truth. Because I think, I think, was it not three days ago? Somebody was asking me that what is next. He's that good. To be honest, I don't know. And that's not me being sarcastic. I actually don't. <laughs> Somebody was asking me yesterday, see. I even felt like okay, what's going on? Somebody was asking me. No, let me let me 
how the person said it. This was like, uh, I'll bother uncle. I said, uh, they are fine. I, <clears throat> I said, they are fine. And she was like, they? I said, she said, I'll bother uncle. I have to bother as well. Uh-uh. Okay, that you know what I'm saying. I said, if you're talking about there's no brother. I don't think I want to start talking about any brother now. So she was like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I don't miss me. Miss me. If my, you know, anyway, Sha, well, if you are old, you know, I already said that me, I'm elderly. That's how I see it. Like, if you, you are old, me, elderly, at this point, because I mean, I mean, how am I old? How old am I? Let's start from yeah. See, if you are listening to this, me, I'm see, see forget mm-hmm. father. My see, my education is fast. Trust me, I'm not that old. I'm not old. See, I'm not old. It's so weird. Like, let me, in fact, let me just even tell you, let me give you this thing. My, my younger sister, our last born, our last born was born which year. But yeah, 19, no, 2000. 2001. I'm not sure. 2000, 2001. Either of the two. Now, a lot of our classmates may be the one that is oldest out of them. But yeah, that one was born in 99. All of them, they are like 99, Gen Z, like all the deep in the Gen Z business. That's where they are. Five or six of them have gotten married in the past year. And I find it so, I find it very interesting, but also very wild. Because I'm like, why are 21 year old and 23 year old getting married at such an alarm? And I think because, wait, hold on, let me, let me finish. Yeah. I, think because, I think it's because they are my younger sister's age. Right? And I look at my younger sister like, what does this one know? And I'm like, maybe it's my own younger sister that does not know anything. So sure. I, you might be surprised that she knows a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, this girl that's only book that she likes to read. Oh. So I'm like, maybe her mates, maybe they, it's only book that they read. Maybe they have other extracurricular activities that's I, 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 yeah. But it's funny. And I'm like, okay, okay. The reason I went to was my mom called me today because my mom, my sister was talking about it with her friend in presence of my mom or something. When my mom started to end up it. And then the next thing that we would know, is that so? My mom calls me and she said, Oh, that's that just people discussing this with her own friend. That look at all these young girl girls getting married, and they have older girls that are not married. My man and my madam, and I'm better, better calm down because you are hearing these girls getting married. I have access to when the girls get divorced, and this is not to say that people who get married older don't get divorced, but no. you see, like. You understand, like there's just like the I'm like the best you can do instead of thinking about me when you think about those girls, pray for them. They okay, need the prayer. I, 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 I need to say this while we are talking about people who get married and get divorced. I must also chip this in. There's this friend of mine, and I'm sure you also know she got married around the age of I think 19. Yeah, and she's doing good now in the UK with a husband. And uh, I mean, see, thing is, 
See, there's no manner to this thing. Let me exactly, exactly. I, I think that's the thing I was trying to explain to my mom. It's like, madam, you no, don't no. know. There's no manner to this thing. And at, the end of, and, and at the end of it all, I just pray that whether you marry early or you marry like mid midlife or you marry the old and late, the most important yeah. thing is to, to, to find someone that actually values you, love you, care for you. And yeah. you at the end of the day, I think that's just the most important thing. And yeah. now, hello, if you're little, like all the ladies listening to me, please don't let anybody tell you you're old because you're 29. If a guy should tell you that you're old because you're 29, you're 30. And do you know the funny thing that me, I used to say? You see, it's like I don't have, I have bad mouth. I don't have bad mouth because most of these people, most of these people are listening to year old woman is old. If you see them, most of them, they have a sitting here like this. Yes. What's in calorie? Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's like, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, who wants to tell up a faint and out of a And let's be honest, I've always said this because I am very, what do you call it? I'm unashamed. <laughs> you can't think less. For me, I'm like, the older women get, you expand your options to plus or minus. And so, Maya, 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 the the older I get, the more the harder it is for me to settle for just anything. Yeah, you have to. I'm also married to people that are younger than you, and I feel like it's ridiculous because people don't think about it. Like women that are getting older, they're like, oh my god, now I have to look older. Now let me announce that's bullshit. bullshit. Because I'm I'm let me just speak my announcements. So. My announcement is this. Anytime people ask me, like, who is, what's the age rate that can marry? My answer is always to begin with. As long as the government will not come after me for um, harassing a minor or some random ass stuff like that, no matter that's acceptable. But you also have to think about it. Eh? You have to think about whether the person is good or not. And I do not like really like young people. So I give myself, the older I get, the more I expand it. When I was still in the like mid, mid, almost mid and mid 20s, I used to be able to say, okay, somebody who is like a year younger than me. But the older I get, the more it's easy for me to say, okay, three years younger than me. And I think at the moment, I'm currently at three years younger than me as the as you know, what is going to be acceptable? So I'm like, when you can marry people that are younger than you, what's this obsession with men with receding hairlines? And they are telling you that they are old, that you are old. It's like, what's your business? If you are not attractive to them, you be attractive to somebody else. Maya, in, in, in their defense, in, in their defense, I think I've had conversation with someone with that mindset, with a, with a guy with that mindset, and the explanation, the excuse he gave was that. Um, like, you know, the excuse he gave was that, like, women that are 29, 30 years old are no longer, you know, they are no longer active. They don't have all this small, small blood cell, uh, small, like, fresh blood, blood cell, all these youngies have. And at the end of the day, like, five, six years, they are going to, like, just a party on at home and all that. That's why he prefers to, you know, the youngies. However, don't get me wrong, people are allowed to like what they like. Yeah, definitely. People but are like, think, like, what you like, but please, I there's a way you put it. Don't I also don't think that people understand bodies, man. Yeah, you know, you see, to be, and the thing is that technically, if you are younger, 
you will not fed out. Once you have a child, everything will still look one kind at the end of the day. So it's like you kind of had to just realize that, like you can't, you cannot really be going off like how active or how bodied. Everybody's allowed to feel how they feel, but my concern is that the way they put it, they end up making these women feel like less of themselves. Yeah, definitely. They end up making these women feel less of themselves, and it is unfair because you dads who are how old are you say 38 37 you are complaining about the 29 year old in, i know that you used to see that men men don't used to grow old but in a couple of years who knows maybe your this is already getting dried up we, we don't know nobody's gonna know nobody's gonna know so i don't say you already be prostate enlargement in a few years Yes, maybe it's already getting dried up and all oh, no, no, no. well, day nobody's gonna know. How are you? I just I just don't know. I just don't I'm not I'm not happy about the way about how they make these women feel. And if you don't like someone, you don't have to make it you no, know, just just do it in a very respectful way. Just I mean, nobody's forcing you but because me, me, if I don't see and you know, in our last podcast, we said we talked about uh, women. Like, if you don't have your uh, what do you call it? your tax, that what did you call it? Tax bracket. Your tax bracket. So yeah, I can't say okay, she don't like a yoga girl. Or she, no, I can't say that people are allowed to like what they want to like. I can't be the judge of that. But however, we 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 need to be kind to each other because the way these brothers used to do not be making no, like you are old. You know, as if you are, you are, you are, already in your midlife. Forty. What is the age of? What is the age of? No, wait. The professor like the age of my woman is sixty, right? Are <laughs> you already thirty nine? You see, what is funny to me is that Mariam Loki falls in the age range that. Are supposed to be young, and this is what Mariam thinks about the men that want Mariam. And I think that that's the thing that makes me laugh as an older, as somebody who is older than Mariam. That the you see, like the girls that you want, they don't rate you. That wants like young ladies. No, man, I'm like, go and meet them. Look at the way you are talking to them like this. They'll be dozing. You see, you see, that's why I cannot be. If before, I like, I remember that it was, I tell my friends, like my guy friends that are like 28, 29, 30, like, better quickly do what you want to do, quickly blow. And quickly marry somebody that is close to your age because if you are waiting and you are really blue by your mid thirties and you are not looking for a very young girl, you'll be very devastated. Because <laughs> <laughs> imagine that you are still not blown in your mid thirties. There will be nothing that is Even if you are blown, even if you are blown, it still, it still doesn't change the fact that you are not all that. You don't have. <laughs> You don't have this useful energy in you again. 
<laughs> Imagine the people, the people that are looking for something, woman with youthful energy. The woman with youthful energy is saying that they don't have youthful energy. Sincerely, they don't have. They don't. They don't use to pass vibe check. We don't use to pass vibe check because imagine I'm talking to someone. We're talking to like, hey, I sister, can we come? And what what does that even mean? And if sister, we have to get lost because you don't know the game. So please, go to your age range, please. If they are looking, please, the 29, 30, 31, 30, start. We'll be married them. Don't be wicked. You want to not force your old self. Sorry, I've already said people should like who they like. Sorry. If they like younger girls. That's why I say me. For me, my own is this. Anything you see, take it like that. That's it. Just anything you shall see, just my, take it. After class, right? See, my, I want to tell you this story. I want to edit the story. After class, week, I love... <laughs> <laughs> so, my... <laughs> So my, there was this story I heard close to a year now. I don't know the, I don't know the inside of the story, but let me just tell you like how it went. So this person mentioned on the group that was a brother who married. I think seven, I think nineteen eighty year old. Something should happen. So the 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 nineteen eighty year old just captain. <laughs> I've heard that story, and every single time I remember that story. I, I go and miss my I go and miss my old friends again. I'm like, you have still not married. You will not quickly pick somebody in your age range. These girls are not smiling. They will grab you by the collar and give you two slaps, and you will not be able to do anything. <laughs> at least, at least, if you pick somebody in your age range, they probably still have an intimate or majority, at least, or you will hope. But you go and find somebody that is young, that watches a lot of TikTok. If they slap you. That was to be like the man was crying. You slap your ass to be crying, and you not and you not be like, am I the one? What did I do wrong? I'm like, that's the problem. Like when your just that's what you call it. That when your when your preference treats your eye. So at the end of the day, people are. Before we, before, I, I would like to talk about the post you made yesterday. Oh, yeah. Ah, that was... I want to talk about it. And trust me, my, my... See, I think I need to put this out there. If you think I'm crazy, you have not met my... <laughs> If you think I am crazy, you have really, really not met my... Um, you know why? There was... See, I'm still, I'm still trying to recover from the fact that you mentioned it that you also decided that whoever marries you will just have to take whatever they meet so the, their yes. ancestors did not go to a damn gym well, I didn't think about that what you see <laughs> you know what let me give you let me give you guys the story of what Maya is talking about so I made a whole thing about my relationship with beauty and beauty standards right and how over the years I've come to realize that I don't fall under the right regular beauty standards I'm not tall I am not sleep. I am not light skinned. You know, like all of those things that people generally like, like would see as being fine. Like without thinking about it, I'm none of those things. And over time, I've had experiences that have that ha- that have kind of culminated in a space where I just know that I'm not too many people's first pick, and it's okay. So I'm not ugly. 
but I'm just not the conventionally attractive person, which is fine. But then there's also the fact that even though I'm fine, society sometimes feels the need to come and tell me that I'm not fine or that there's there's something wrong with me. Case in point, how I, like people come and once in a while they say that I'm fat. Doesn't happen too often because I feel like people know that I would I would buy them bread that comes talk to me anyhow. But that's not the point. But it, it but then if people have said it enough now for me to be able to say to myself, so part of my inner critic and inner voice and negative self-talk is I'm fat. And so once in a while I'll go on like a diet thing, I'll give up. Now I say going to the gym, but I don't go to the gym for weight loss a lot of times. I just go because I like to go and it's fun to go. But then I'm like, if my body is not, if my brain is telling me that my body is bad and it lets even assume that there's something wrong with my body, which I know there is since like my real brain knows that there's nothing wrong with me, but let's just imagine that there's something wrong with me. And whoever I want to marry cannot see my body before they marry me because of course Muslim women stuff. Anything they see, they just have to collect it like that. And like I said, did their ancestors, the mothers and the mothers and the mothers that bet the mothers that bet them, did they go to the gym? Is it not a malam for food that they were eating with all bed? So if those women did not eat, do go to the gym and they thought not they didn't die and they still had them, who you accept what his grandfathers accepted? That's just it. How <laughs> die you? I know that I've come to the realization that anybody that wants flat tummy will need to go to the gym and get the flat tummy themselves or use flat tummy eye to be looking at me. Because, <laughs> like I said, the ancestors did not go to any gym and they ate Amala and they were okay. So, please, 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 please. please. Uh, what's the guy? Okay, Your people will call intermittent fasting, get the diet. Come on, miss me. I'm not around. What we are talking about, those beauty and beauty standards. I would also love to talk, you know, you know we are going to talk about self-confidence, yeah. And like most women don't really, they love and that is why for bleaching That's why what? They opt for bleaching creams. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like, if you want to be like fake woke about it, like you will go and buy a cream that is assuring you of like brightening, not bleaching, or glowing, not bleaching. It depends from lack of self-esteem slash self And, you know, there has been so many conversations around this bleaching. And people like, I already want to like that, that the women are trying to show the guy like those guys they say they want and I'm like oh that doesn't make sense if the guys want to they don't go for a life like your color life is let come along you can't say some early boys who a life king girl. It means you ruin your life because you can't ruin yourself. You... I feel like it's terrible in yourself. You know, another thing is this year, like on the topic of just thinking that like people would bleach or people would go on extreme diets. Do you do you know that people take like drugs, like kind of drugs that people get addicted to because of weight loss? 
That, like, that's how bad it is in our society. But I, at the end of the day, I begin to ask myself that, is it, when we say that it is a lack of self-esteem that is making people do these things, like, it would sound, it would sound a little bit like, um, like victim blaming. It's like that they somehow have just decided that they are not good enough and they've decided to do something about it. But it would not necessarily give you the full story. And the truth is, the full story is that somebody somewhere has, you know, kind of made that woman come to a conclusion that something is wrong with the way that she is or that she would have better access to certain things if she was a different way, right? And so for me that I wrote that post now about my own relationship to beauty and beauty standards is because when I was in secondary school, nobody liked me. And the people that they liked, they were slim, they were fair, they had slim faces, not a wide face. They had long hair at the time I was on low cuts. And so I, you know, like the things that I could fix, I would easily fix them because at that point I was still young. I was still impressionable. I was watching TV. All the songs at the time would talk about light-skinned women. Do you understand? Like it's a whole thing that you kind of get brainwashed from when you're younger. And if you don't have any like self-realization process that you're coming to as you get older, you would fall deeper and deeper into it. If, for instance, you're not praised for it's not likely that you would find those features appealing about yourself. And any like human beings, you would be surprised how the brain functions. For Say, for instance, now I do have patients once in a while that come to me and they're like, um, they have mouth odor. And I remember that one of the things that my, like one of my lecturers had taught us about mouth odor that he found was that a lot of times people who come to complain about mouth odor who don't have mouth odor, if you ask them, they're probably going through like deep-seated like relationship problems or family problems or they are under some kind of stress in their lives and their body just, their brain just distracts them and looks for something entirely different from what they are struggling with to focus on. So that's deep, like it just distracts them and then all of a sudden somebody's brain is telling them that their mouth is smelling and I'm and they will brush many times a day, almost destroying their teeth and their gum. And I will put my nose inside this person's mouth and I will smell nothing but freshness. But this person is convinced that their mouth is smelling. I think that that's the kind of situation that we're finding ourselves in when it comes to beauty and beauty standards. And after I wrote my post yesterday, I had somebody come and, like, I had different people come to talk to me about different things. So somebody came and said that when she was in secondary school, that people used to call her skeleton that, and that she did not have bum bum. And that at her big age, and this is somebody that is woke, like, she knows that it's not that deep. She has somebody that accepts her like that. But she still went to go and buy herbal concoction for Bombay at a big age. And so you realize that these things are so deep-seated that you don't... I gave myself ulcer this year. This is me that is trying not to be laid back. But eventually, I developed ulcer. Why? Because somehow, on the days when I go to the gym, I feel scared to eat because I'm afraid that if I should eat now, all the work that I did in the gym, I'll not go and eat it back because I ate bread. And then I start struggling with, okay, what food would be okay to eat on a gym day? And before I knew it, I wasn't eating a lot. And now, also, and so you, there's, there's a lot. And I, I think that, okay, 
we're talking about what is causing it here. And we're talking about just the general concept of it. But one thing I found that does help is that you kind of have to see your body as neutral face. And I talked about this too. Like you kind of have to look at your body from a neutral space. You don't have to like what people say is bad about you. But you just have to kind of come to a space of acceptance or this is like, you know what? People don't like it. I don't, I'm not even sure I know if I like it. But it's on my body and it's mine. Let's even begin from there. I don't have to like it. I don't have to hate it. I just have to see it and remember that it's my own. And then we now decide what we want to do from there. And I think that that's where I stay from. Another thing when you think about self-confidence also is that it's really not about what you look like at the end of the day. It's, it's about what you tell yourself. And I think the, the bigger issue here is that we are not really taught about self-worth. And so we are always constantly looking outside of us to decide whether we are worthy of things or not, or whether we are good enough or not. But we don't, and people, we don't know, and we were never taught that, you know, we're valuable just because we exist. It's like, your body is not here. I remember that was one of my friends was saying yesterday, that your body is not here to be an artwork. Your body is here to exist and do stuff. And whatever it looks like really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. And as Muslims, again, my friend was saying that a successful body is a body that gets to Jannah, like a body that is able to get you to Jannah. So even if it is only your neck that is working and you are bowing your neck to pray, you're, you are already successful. Your body is already healthy. And so these are things that we don't even really talk about, like things that we, we like, People, I don't think that people just wake up one morning and want to bleach, if we're being honest. It's because there's this deep-seated brainwashing that has happened that these the women that bleach that get better men. is the women that have big bonbons that, you know, make more money. I was going to give a reference. I don't know whether that reference was, was appropriate. But I remember I was listening to this podcast that they had brought on this lady who does exotic dancing. And she was talking about how the women in the club that have more customers are the ones that have bigger balls. And so she's gathering her money. She's, it's not as if she's not currently making money in the business, but she's gathering her money to go and pay a deal so that she can you know, get more customers. And so you will realize that her problem is not self-confidence at the end of the day, because she's already doing the work. But there's the impression that because of this particular thing, I have access to something else. Right. So for me, too, is access. The reason I started to do my hair when I was secondary school after they told me I was all because I was on locals was because at least maybe I'll have access to somebody that will see me behind my locals. And then, you know, if I was, and then I was brainwashed at the end of the day also that similar bodies get, it's just a lot of things. And you just realize that these are not even things that belong to you. These are not ideas that belong to you. If left to you, you will just go outside out of your house every day, look it, and you'll not even be thinking about what you look like. But because the world projects those things on you, you kind of have to, you would develop insecurities about it unless there's somebody that is hyping you up. So say for instance, now the people that get hyped up, you can't tell them nothing. My but my um, my um, what I'm going to say is <clears throat> like ever since I was in secondary school, there was this name they called me, Shanko Mariam. 
to my course. So, my, like most of my secondary students, like, they took up, some even, like, some even took it up and they call it Shankwero. But, but I'm, at the end of the day, you know, I, when I meet people, they say, like, oh, you're too short. And it's not even, I'm not even shocked because I figured out how to, when I got to AU because I was taller than Naima. Naima, if you are hearing this. People call me short all the time, but then I stand beside some people and I'm like, wow, so, who is this? This thing I was always telling myself from, like, since, since high school, and what I was always telling myself is anybody taller than me is too tall, everybody taller than me is too short. Because I'm the yafik. You can't tell me anything. I'm the yaf. If you are too tall, if you are taller than me, and I feel like anything you want to say is constant. It all boils down to self you know. But then you have to realize that it's also a coping mechanism, yeah. And I talked about my own coping mechanism, so it's not like as if I went through all through secondary school thinking, you know, I'm not okay. I just decided that I was going to become smart, like beyond book smart. Like you will not be able to have a conversation with me and not enjoy yourself. That was my coping mechanism. But some people's coping mechanism is to turn to something to fix the problem. Do you understand? So your coping mechanism was deciding that nobody can tell you anything. There's this thing that I used to do in my head. Like, see, number one, friendship is not by force. And I don't like stress. So it's either you, you know, this is me, just come. See, I said mm-hmm. to you, just, just get lost. See, and there's this thing that one thing that I used to say here. At the end of the day, but I coping mechanism or not, I don't even know. We all have to learn to love us. So then, yeah. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to love you with the love you. And I think, just in case someone might be thinking, what does it mean to love yourself? I think one thing that I've learned from working with people and helping them to love themselves is you kind of need to know yourself. Yeah. And that is very important because you can't love what you don't know. Exactly. Right? That's the part that is very important is to be able to know yourself very intimately. So like, what exactly do you look like? And what exactly are you telling yourself about yourself? And where does it come from? So say for instance, now okay. I know that, yeah? Positive affirmations also help. No, yeah, positive affirmations help a lot too. But you kind of like positive affirmations don't we don't tend to believe positive affirmations until we have solved the underlying problem. And so you kind of like then before you even get to the point of positive affirmation, there needs to be like a sense of radical acceptance. And that's what you had come to when you realize what I'm short in. But if you are shorter than me, you are too short. And if you're shorter than me, who sends you to be tall? But you had come to a space where you had decided that, uh-huh, uh-huh, what do you want to do about it? So we kind of need to get to that point within ourselves to think, what's the worst I want to happen because I'm black? That's where you start from. And so it's like a radical acceptance of who you are and you know where you are in life. That's where you start from first. And then to ask yourself the questions about the stories you tell yourself about what you think about yourself. And one of the things I talk about a lot is a poem I'd come across where somebody had said, these are not mine. 
And the point of the poem was that a lot of the things that we carry that affect our confidence, that affect our sense of self-worth, are things that don't even belong to us. They're things that we don't even believe. They're things that we believe them because other people told us. It's not because that's what we initially think. So say, for instance, now, I might not have cared about my skin color or my size if nobody mentioned it. It would have just been one of those things that you don't care about. Like my ears that nobody sees. It would just be just a thing on my face. Do you understand? Because that's what it is. Well, I can imagine that somebody saw my ear one day and said, oh, your ear is wanted. Then the person has planted the seed of, okay, I will now go and check the ear. Then what I decide to do from there is what then matters. Do you understand? Is that if I look at the ear and I'm able to say, it's hearing way, and I remove it from my mind, then it doesn't, it doesn't sit. But then if I decide, okay, there's actually something wrong with it, then it begins to fester. But then there's also the fact that there are also people that will continue. Like, imagine that the, one person comes to say, oh, your ear. And that person comes to say, oh, your ear. Then the ear actually now becomes a problem because it doesn't ever go away unless you actually now do that whole radical acceptance thing. I probably come to a space where you tell people, do not talk about my ears. If not, I will bite your own away. Do you understand? Like you, there has to be that sense of acceptance and a sense of neutrality that this thing is my thing. And when that's, you start to know yourself, yeah? And that's what makes it different. Yes, like this is my thing and this is me. And I'm worthy just because I exist and I am more than my body. I think that that's one thing that the society, I feel like it's almost like society likes to keep women busy with things that are very ridiculous. So it's like you just be busy thinking about your body instead of you to do work. You are spending a lot of money on your body and you're not really, and it's not really doing anything. Imagine, let me just not even explain to you people well, how much money I spent on the experiences that people gave me. I still want to yeah. understand what you're saying, but I still want to have that flat topic because you share. I see you people. I don't even let me drag Mariam on this podcast about this whole flat stomach business. Because, in fact, I wonder if the way I feel towards her is how people feel towards me when I complain that I think I'm not, I'm not beautiful or one thing like that. Like when, like when I was deep in the trenches of that, I'm, I'm sure these are people were looking at me that I think this one is not serious. No, no, Mariam, Mariam, no, don't get me wrong. In my own case, I'm not saying I know I'm perfect the way I am. Don't get me wrong. I know I, I, I know I have perfect but I just want to, you know, I just want to be yeah, more, you know? Yeah, just looking for Beckham, Beckham. In actual, please, don't mind Maria on this podcast. She's not, she's not focused. That's just the actual She's not focused. Maya, anyway. Maya, and let me just put it on this podcast. The work is ongoing and trust me, the more, the more the more I put in the work, the more the mile is going up. <laughs> <laughs> Let us just know that. Say exorbitant mile loading. It is not easy. It is not. Wake up early in the morning, team, you know, do this, do that. It's not easy. So I'm just putting it out there. And it's not mine, it's not because I mean, see. Hmm. We're fine, but hey, <laughs> so you are you are fine like fifty people. Oh, more see, I'm just and see, I, and every day people around me remind me every day that I'm fine. 
if my mom should call me like this, if my mom should video call me, the first thing she said, oh my god, see my baby. That reminds me on the con- on the topic. I remember that I had listened to a particular therapist talk about how confi- self-confidence isn't built in isolation, it's built in community. That part is very important. So if you are trying to work on self-love or all those things, while it's good that you build it from within yourself, you want to get your anatomy of people that constantly hype you up. Yeah, Let's that's, just... uh, that's true. And, and another, another thing I want to mention, because, I mean, this is... We've been here for a while now. So another thing I want to mention is that whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, self-confidence, like, you know, some of us, we are becoming parents now, so we need to build self confidence in our in our kids. Yeah, I I remember uh, you know back then when I was at home, if there's something wrong with me, and I don't want to talk about it, I'm crying. I'm like speak. If I don't want to speak, my mom is going to like get hungry. Like you have to need to speak. So yeah. over the years, like if it's my my younger sister, my younger sister, unless you put knife to her head, like, to her neck, like <laughs> she will see her mind. Yeah, she was unless you put a knife. No, I I don't. I'm not sure if you see my what's it called. If you see my portfolio website that everybody was seeing, this thing is so nice. Blah blah. If you see your years comments, hey, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, ma. So we were kind of brought up in a way that we 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 speak our minds. Yeah, I'm going. To, I don't know how to hide my emotions, and I and. And that's that helped me a lot. I don't know how to hide my emotions, and that is why I don't keep malice. Yeah. So if you fuck up, I'm just going to tell you immediately that okay, you fuck up, and this is what you have done. So if you if you tell me okay, if I tell you this is what you have done, and you tell me sorry, that's it. So I don't know how to hide my emotions. I struggle with that university because for some reason most people felt I was rude. You know, yeah. People, people are used to not speaking. So when someone yeah. speaks, when like they can insults to them, yeah, they feel unfaded. And coming from ah, this small girl, like this small girl, I'll die. So yeah. Oh my agent of this, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am so sorry. I it just me. Huh? I just have a experience. It, it is just me saying what's in my mind. I'm not, I don't do it from a point of let me be rude. I mean, it's not that deep for my hand. So please, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. So what else are we talking about? I, I think that whatever we're talking about has to be the next episode because yeah. one hour it's, it's, yeah. it's plenty. It's, it's plenty. But I feel like I like, the way, I like the way this episode went because it gives the vibe of what we wanted the podcast to be. It's yeah. just like, just talk having about stuff. Yeah, just uh, talking about stuff, having conversations yes. like between friends. That's what we want our conversation to be. Actually, our podcast to be about. We don't yeah. want be, like uh, we don't want it to be like in a robot way. Like, yes, two like, structures. Yeah, yeah. We just want to be like, having conversations about like, talking about different things and having you know. And I like. I feel like this episode. And before I go, I must say this. If you have offended you with this podcast, I'm sorry. So, uh, yes. Uh, sorry, oh. Sorry, oh, because 
sorry just build confidence around it i guess it's like just let yourself it's just hair yeah i mean it's just hair something like that let me put this on so this guy this guy i met recently and when we were talking the first night i was like yeah we see the like oh. <laughs> wait you said it to the person hey that's why i'm single to support <laughs> That's not you told somebody that the airline is receiving. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, no, but the good thing is, it's very nice. They love it. Like, yeah. I told, well, I kind of, I have friends that are bold. And, but then the reason I make jokes about it is because other people make jokes about it. But at the end of the day, like, when I, sometimes when I think about what I wrote, and I think about if any of my insecurities had to be, something that was like public knowledge and people were laughing about it. I don't think people would have realized how painful it was for me. <laughs> My friend I'm talking about is actually quite quite handsome. He's with or without hair and he has beards. So that's also part of the whole truly that the head after I'll grow on his head was really um, yeah. I do not support trolling. I don't support body shaming. No, please don't. Is that body shaming? Uh, yes. Uh, what, what are you doing? Are you praising it? Okay, my see, see my in my defense. But my we have here. You are? Well, it still doesn't. It still, let me tell you. Like, let me tell, let me tell you why I'm two happy. Things are now true. My am, my am, my am. Let me tell you why I'm happy. I mentioned this thing. I mentioned this to him because I mentioned this thing because if I had not mentioned this thing, I would. It would have been eating me my shape is exploding. But when I mentioned this thing, he explained himself and said like it was the baba. That I used to cut his ear, that I used to do it like that. <laughs> so it is a good thing I mentioned because in the moment I would have been thinking like, and it's a good thing because at the end of the day I would have fallen into zone. And I'd be saying, ah, Timati, Timo, by my, 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 Timo, by Anyways, but boy, if you are listening to this, I didn't mean it in a very malicious way, you know. You is a don't fine boy. Please don't body anybody. Please. Let's just, try, let's just try to keep it polite. Let's just try to keep it like... Maya, like, this is the thing, but boy, if you are listening to this, I did not know that asking me somebody I've been sitting here lying for the show. Just know it for the time. <laughs> so, and I just want you to know that you is perfect. You is amazing. I mean, you is everything. You is yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
thank you for com- listening to our podcast today. If you're listening to this to this at this point, thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> yes, how, how thank you, you for listening to our banter. Um, you you know share the podcast. You know all those things, all that good stuff. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you need to know, Maria will include it in the show notes. I wonder. I wonder if anybody now can tell the difference between us. Because I don't think so. Saying, I don't... We keep saying Mariam, Mariam. And I wonder if anybody knows the difference. I don't know. I'm so. curious. Like, if you know the difference between us, you can write it in the comments. I have this for the best to save. <laughs> See, if anybody, if, anybody, if, anybody, if you've never known us, if you've never met us before, and somehow you stumbled on this podcast and you don't know my voice, you don't know hers. Like, I wonder, do you know who is Maria Mayodele and who is Maria Salahuddin? Just know that everybody on this podcast, like everybody that listens to this podcast, should be. If you, know, if you can tell our voices apart, please let me know. As I, As what? Aside Maya Madeyemo. <laughs> Maya Madeyemo, I know you should be able to tell our voices apart. So, so yes, it's like I see. Yeah. If you can tell our voices apart, just let me know. Um, yes. Anyway, so I think that this has been great. It has been nice hanging out with you guys yeah. and hanging out with Maria. This is Maria Salaudin. Peace out. And this is Maria Mayodilioja. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>